chilly. Everybody good? Psalms 24, verse number one. The Bible declares, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Can you say amen? Amen. amen? May be seated in the presence of the Lord. It is a good thing to give thanks unto our God, for he is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Amen. That's a good thing because that covers everybody all generations. That's the old, the middle age, and the young, and the babies. And that covers generation, first, second, third, fourth, or whatever generation you fall up under, your grands, your great-grands, your sons, your daughters, that's all generations. Amen. Amen. So it's good to be a recipient of the mercies of God. I, I thank him for it every day. I need the mercy of the Lord. Anybody else feel like I do? I mean, if it weren't for God's mercy, I'd be dead. <laughs> That's the truth. We wouldn't be here. That's for sure. But it's just, it's just good to be in the land of living. I honor our ministerial staff. I, uh, no, none of the mothers here tonight. All the mothers in their absence. <laughs> the men and the women of God and welcome YouTube Live, Facebook Live, uh, Spotify, and TV broadcast. We welcome them. Can we welcome them tonight? Y'all, 
Amen. So we're going to get on with this. Um, we, we were in Revelations last week. Let's, let's go back there uh, because I believe that we were, we kind of hit a pipeline. And I believe it's important that we understand the uh, importance of what God was showing us. Revelations chapter 2. And verse number 12, we were dealing with the Pergamos church and how um, there was conflict that was not dealt with, so much so to where Satan was allowed to have a seat. And we know that the letter was written to the angels of the churches, the seven churches of Asia Minor. And we know that uh, when God writes a letter, sends a message to the angel of the house, there's some serious issues going on. Yeah, I'm serious with you. Now, when, when uh, many of the seasoned saints and some of you that grew up in church, you can attest to this. Um, you, you saw when words came to the churches, but you didn't see it as much. Because back then, preachers preached. And they lived. Come on. What they preached. We, we was pastored by holy men and women. I mean, now, I mean, we had some, we had some, we had some, some, some not so holy people. Uh, I believe every church has some of those. But then, it, 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 and also we had some unholy pastors back then. But if you was blessed, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna even say fortunate, blessed to have a pastor that was holy and, and, and living what they taught and what they preached, you didn't, you didn't see that God had to send uh, a prophet or a letter to the church to rebuke the pastor. Okay? And I'm going to tell you why. Because, because they were holy men and women of God. They taught holiness. Am I doing all right? They taught holiness because they were they were not only required to, but they were qualified to. You see, there's a difference in being required to do something and being qualified to do it. Because we all are required to live holy. But if you ain't living holy, you're not qualified to tell somebody else to be holy. That makes sense? So, so what what, what qualifies us to say or do anything is us meeting the requirements to do. Right? 
So we were we were we were blessed if you was blessed to have holy leaders. You was blessed to sit up under leadership that did not have to be exposed in front of their congregation. Watch this by God through a prophetic voice. Come on, y'all know I'm right. It, you know, see, and, and to me, it's embarrassing. It would be embarrassing if somebody had to come here to address sin in here, and here I stand every week. That that would be downright <laughs> insulting, because the first thing should be raised in you all's minds. Well, why my own pastor couldn't see all of this? You understand? I think it's insulting for God to have to send a preacher to a ministry and preach and the people get blessed. Get, 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 get healed. Somebody else got to lay hands on the sheep. Come on now. You supposed to be covering and feeding. Somebody else got to come to feed the people that God has assigned to you. They couldn't even get their body healed except the Lord sent somebody else to anoint you with oil. I feel glory already. To anoint you with oil and pray the prayer of faith. You mean to tell me my pastor didn't even have enough faith for me to be healed? See, it's all going with this. Trust me, just bear with me. Y'all see where I'm going, right? It's all going, it's going to tie into this church of purpose. Because, because, because not only are the people suffering for not getting what they need, the pastor is allowing them to suffer because of what he's allowing See, we got to be careful what we allow because whatever we choose to allow is going to cause the people to suffer Amen. as a result. And so it's insulting for somebody to come in and see somebody going through, got somebody in this congregation and the Lord show them, call them out and say, brother, don't take your life. The Lord said, live on. And there's a suicide spirit has been attacking this brother who may be a husband to a wife and a father to a children, come on, and he's fighting suicide and he's sitting up under your, 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 your covering and you can't see that? And somebody else got to come through the door in order to discern the suicide spirit and rebuke it and cast it off in front of you and you sit there as if nothing has happened. Yeah. And so, you'd be surprised. Some people, some preachers are not even bothered by it. They, they matter of fact, they, they are glad. They, 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 they say, they say, keep on going. What? It's almost the same. You do the dirty work. See, you do the dirty work. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here and watch you do my job in the house that God has placed me in. Because I'm more caught up in what the people can do for me 
than what God has called me to do for the people. I'm, I'm not here to serve y'all. I'm here for y'all to serve. <laughs> Man, this is good. This is this is truth. This is real truth right here. And, 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 and so, you know, Jesus don't like that. Jesus don't like that. He'll send a letter in a minute. He'll, he'll, he'll send a word. He'll send a word in a heartbeat. You know, Jesus don't like, watch this. Jesus don't like when his truth when his when his church is not being cared for. Now you gotta understand now, Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. So the church belongs to Jesus. So so any any angel, any shepherd, under shepherd, who do not treat the church right, they're gonna have to answer to Jesus. But this is very important to know because because as, as, as much as people try to make Jesus out to be, oh, he's so loving. Oh, he's a caring God. Oh, God, God, God don't wish no will ill. No, God don't, no, no, God don't get people. No, oh, God is so loving. He is so, he is so forgiving. Oh, wow. I don't know about the God you talking about. I done seen Jesus uh, whoop people out the temple, turn over money, change the table. I, I, done, I done seen the wrath of God being wrought in the Bible. I, I, done, I, done, I done seen Jesus curse fig trees. I mean, I, I, done, I done seen Jesus rebuke people who were following him. Even rebuked his disciples for not believing. Not being able to cast out the vexed spirit in the boy. To the point to where the man had to bring his own son to Jesus because his disciples could not handle the task. On a boat, fearing the wind and the waves. And he had to rebuke them because they did not exercise faith. They had the word on board. Faith come by hearing. Hear about the word of God. How can you be that close to the word and don't have no faith? And Jesus rebuked them and said, Oh ye of little faith. You are on the boat with the word. The word is full of faith. You didn't even have enough faith to rebuke the wind. Come on now. Jesus, and, and, and these I remind you, Jesus wasn't smiling when he rebuked them. It angered him. Because how is it that you've been following me? You done seen me do miracles. I done, I done gave y'all authority. Y'all got power. You got access to miracles. You supposed to be doing what? Okay, if you can't do nothing and I'm here, what are you going to do when I'm gone? Now, I'm going to give y'all a commission. I'm going to give you a charge. Now, if you can't, if you can't do, if you can't do nothing and I'm here. When I, when I send you out, what can I expect? I'm glad y'all listen. I'm glad y'all taking it in. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're taking it in. Because, because, uh, 
Because if you really want to do it the right way, you'll take it in. You'll sit there and, and be like, wow, you making me think. Now this word is for all of us. You do know that, right? It's for me and you and you and you and us and them that are watching and listening and everybody. And Jesus said, now, this church is purpose. Now, you, you, now, it ain't like you, you, you just getting started. This, this is not a new church. This church has been established. This, this is an established ministry. What, 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 what is it that Jesus finds wrong with this ministry, this church? First thing he addresses, he didn't go to the board. He didn't have a church meeting. He addressed the pastor. See, this is, this is why uh, I got to bring about. It is not the sheep's job to address the pastor. You're out of order. When you call yourself trying to rebuke me, I'm going to tell pastor, you better go sit down somewhere. So the Lord sit you down, you better, you better go sit down. I just want to bring this to your attention. No, you ain't trying to bring nothing to my attention. You trying to rebuke me. Come on. <laughs> now see, that's where you're wrong. Jesus said, I'm going to get them. Pastor, get out of line. I'm going to get them. You see, you get in trouble with Jesus trying to do Jesus' job. Hello. Hello. It's, it's, it's Jesus' job to correct the pastor. It is the pastor's job to make sure there's order in the church. Not somebody else's job to take it upon themselves to bring correction and rebuke to the church because they feel like the pastor ain't doing it. You out of order still. And then you, you're lying when you say the Lord tell me to say this. That's a lie because that ain't even in the word. That's you taking a response, taking an opportunity because you got one. You can't make a corporate statement because you have a personal issue with a private person. You can't involve the whole congregation in something that you got a personal issue with with a person. I had to stand up on that. Because we good at that now. We got, we got something we want to say to an individual, but we're going to bring it and present it to the church. We do it in sermons. We do it in testimonies. I can't get no help in that. We do it. We do it when we pray. Yes. 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 See, see, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People can do it when even when they pray. Yes, sir. Oh Lord, <laughs> I come against everything that try to come against me. Now you talking to somebody? We don't need you to be working witchcraft in a corporate setting. You're supposed to be leading us into prayer. 
not standing up here talking about, Lord, I thank you for blessing me. Touch me, Lord. Me? What about us? See, always remember, when you are leading corporate prayer, you are supposed to be praying for everybody. If you're going to ask the Lord to touch, don't just ask the Lord to touch me. Ask the Lord to touch us. Don't just say, Lord, I thank you for being so good to me. Lord, I thank you, teach pastor, for being so good to us. No, we get up here. Lord, you've been so good to me. This ain't no... You are... You are individual leading prayer to and with us. So you cannot... Why y'all don't like my teaching? You don't like my teaching? It's the truth in the hand. It's the truth in the hand. And it ain't like we don't know this. I, I'm not I'm not teaching this because y'all don't know this. I'm teaching this because sometimes you got to be reminded. Especially when you when you used to praying by yourself. So you got to remember when you when you this ain't this ain't this ain't a praying by yourself moment. I mean you can see that before you shut your eyes and start to pray. Just look around the room below where that mind. Readjust. Zoom, 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 zoom. I'm about to go into prayer for us. I can't pray as like as like as if it's just me this time, Lord. Now this ain't this ain't at the house. This this ain't in the car. This is this is this is a corp go pastor. This is corporate setting. I got to pray and ask you to bless us. And I think it, it, it's easy to do when you're used to praying for yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, or by yourself. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's intentional. I think it's, I'm, no, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm left the point I was trying to make. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I don't think it's intentional for people to be doing that because you got to remember you're praying for everybody. So I, I get it, I get it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not throwing you out with the bad boy. <laughs> I'm just making a point. Now, if I can't, watch this. If I can't teach you, I can't lead you. Come on. That's true. That's true. That's true. Because part of leading you is teaching. Yes, sir. Okay? And 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 I believe I believe one of the reasons why we see so much chaos, I don't even think we should have as much conflict in church as we do. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. A lot of stuff we see. Disputes. Mm -hmm. There's a scripture that deals with that. Right. These things are not to be so among them that call the name the name of saints. Disputes and railings and, and arguments and quarrels and, and fighting. I mean, did you know how disgraceful it is for somebody to post a video about a church fight? You, do you do you hear do you hear that in its speaking? church fight not club fight not house party fight not school fight 
church fight. Not not family feud. Church fight. How how did we lose so much reverence for the house of God to where we can get in a fight on church grounds and don't care. You that mad? You shouldn't have came to church. You came to church to fight. I wish I had some help. That was your intention. You came to fight her. You came to confront him. You didn't come to praise the Lord because in the midst of the praise, the Lord would have lifted that off of you. You didn't come to worship the Lord because in the midst, in the middle of worship, God would have convicted you and you would have repented, hallelujah. And instead of looking for an opportunity to swing, you would have looked for an opportunity to hug. You understand? All that would have taken place. You mean to tell me from the beginning of service through the praise, through the prayer, through the scripture reading, the choir singing two selections, the preacher preached, and an altar call was made, you could not get rid of that frustration. You went to church to fight. You didn't come to church to pray. You didn't come to church to praise. You didn't come to church to fellowship. You didn't come to church to see your brothers and sisters. You didn't come to church to tithe. Go boy. You came to fight. You got ready. Drove all the way to the church to fight. That's what I'm thinking about it. Get in the building, walk through the door, sit beside another person, sat through service, waiting on the opportunity to fight. Knowing that the person you went to go fight was going to be there. Do you know how dangerous that was? To get in your car. The Lord knew you was going to fight. The Lord knew you was going to fight. And the Lord held back his raft. Held back his raft. Held back what could have happened to you. On the way to his house. You on your way to his house. To make a scene and allow flesh and blood to be seen to make a mockery out of his heart. That's exactly what they're doing because when you went to church to fight, what you're saying to the world, they no different than us. Look at them, Look at, this is what the world say. Hey yo, check this out. Man, look at this, oh! Wow, see? This is why I don't go, man, right here. Ain't got nothing to do with God. God ain't in that. Jesus ain't got nothing to do with that. The Holy Spirit ain't got nothing to do with that. Now look at who, look at who is being discredited because somebody 
made a decision to fight. At the church. Why you didn't, I don't, I, I'm not for this, but why you didn't go to their house?
I didn't even see the message. But right then, before that, I was addressed by two people who were supposed to be Christians, one deacon, one preacher. And they, they, they combined to come against me. I shut it down. I can't get help. They got mad. They tried to accuse me of being the, the problem, the, the, the creator of the problem. But y'all call me. I don't bother you. I don't care what you do. You call me with the foolishness. But I heard in the spirit, I heard the world loves their own. See, carnal Christians are worldly folks. They're not spiritual. They're worldly. They're carnal. The word carnal means fleshly. They, they, are, they, are, they are men and women of the flesh, which means they are, they are the world's first cousins. That's how they're able to communicate, fellowship, hang out with sinners, and don't have no type of conviction whatsoever, and yet they're more on the side of the world than they are on the side of the saints. And I heard it in the spirit, and the Lord let me hear it. This other person spoke up to defend this person against me. I shut it down. Not realizing that you had messaged me that morning. Didn't see it to that evening. Right before midday Monday. And so, when it's, it's ironic that both of them reached out to me yesterday. One, by, one with a phone call, the other with a text. Now you done talked about me. You, oh, you done talked about me because the Lord let me know you did. And, and, and the, Lord, the Lord don't lie. Okay? And then secondly, you know, when you run your mouth in front of other people that talks to me on the regular, they're going to tell me what you said. So you can't. So it's not, it's not the person that told me that I got the, the, the confirmation. The person that told me was just confirmation of what the Holy Spirit had already told me. <laughs> see, the Holy Spirit let me know they talked about it. And they said some things. But see, now they need some help. They need some help. I didn't respond. And this is what, this is what I started to do. I was about to pick up my phone and call another individual who was aware of the situation. And I was gonna say, you know what? Guess who reached out? <laughs> Guess who reached out to me today? Both of them. How ironic is that? Which means there was some communication going on between the two of them. And say, have you heard from him? No. Have you? No. Well, I'm going to give him a call. Well, why don't you call him? Well, well I got to call him for it. Well, you call him. Then when the first one called, didn't get an answer because I wasn't going to respond because I knew it was foolishness. Mm -hmm. Then the next one texted me. Didn't call him. Text. Didn't respond. Showing the very appearance of evil. Because if you, if y'all, if y'all did what you did before, I'm not going to give you an opportunity to do it again. I'm not bothering you. I'm not, I'm not in your business. So leave me alone. Since I'm the problem, leave me alone. 
then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, he said, sometimes people would take advantage because, watch this, he said, sometimes people will seek to take advantage of, of you doing it right. In other words, well, you got to help me because ain't that what you preach? That spirit of manipulation is very cunning. That spirit of manipulation is very cunning. It'll say, it'll say now, you, now you got to do right. Well, wait a minute. Y'all supposed to be doing right to it. So how can you hold me accountable to doing right and you doing wrong and expect me to continue to do you right and cover up your doing wrong? You can't hold me to a standard that you don't hold yourself to. You a hypocrite. So you can't you can't correct me no 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 form or no way. No form or fashion. Because you breaking the own law. And they act like it's just nothing. They laugh, act like it ain't nothing. See, that's a, see, carnal people are disconnected from conviction. And they are, they are, they are, they are puffed up in pride because they feel they always the victim in every situation to the point I don't have to apologize. I didn't do nothing. You come off on me. You see, you gotta watch this spirit and it's working. It's working through the through people who's supposed to be saints. The devil is not using outside people to attack us. He's using people that's supposed to be with us. The people that's supposed to be supposed to be believing in the same God we do, you do. They ain't operating like it. They're more closer to the sinners. And they can, yet, you that close to sinners that you can't reach. Them. And you supposed to be a saint? I, how is it that you communicate with these sinners every day, and yet they still don't want to go to church with you? You too, you too carnal. You too fleshly. You too, you too worldly. You are just like them. There is nothing, you mean to tell me there's nothing in you that can cause them to want what you have? You, you mean to tell me you are that dim? That they can't see no light to want to come out of their darkness? And all you can do is sit back and criticize who is doing something for God. You think I really got time to entertain them when I'm busy doing the work of the Lord? You really? And, and they ain't doing nothing for God. Nothing. Nothing. Church work, that ain't got nothing to do with the kingdom. And people think they getting by because they do church work. You ain't got to live nothing to do church work. <laughs> All that can give you a position. You just do that. That's church work. You ain't got to live nothing. 
When you if you go work in the kingdom, you got to be holy. You got to have some. You got to have a lifestyle. You got to have a life to match your testimony. And so, when I read that message, be watchful. I didn't even see it to the end of the day. But the test was, I was about to call, and the Lord said, don't do that. He said, don't do that. And I said, well, I was just going to tell him that. And he reached out to me. He said, I was telling myself, you know, I said, well, I just let him know. He said, don't do that. And then what happened was, the person that I was going to call, two hours later, they called me. <laughs> the person asked me, said, how you doing? So I'm doing fine. Everything good? Yes. And guess what? I didn't even bring up the situation. Because if the Lord told me don't call and tell them about it, even though they call you, does it still give you a green light to tell them about it? That's a test right there. Y'all ain't saying that. But how many people would in the past? Well, I didn't call them, so technically, I'm obeying God. They call me. So if it come up, I still ain't in the wrong. Yes, you is. But the Lord told you, leave it alone. Don't call them. Don't talk about it. And even if they bring it up, don't entertain it. See, a person can bring something up, but that doesn't guarantee you to entertain it. Oh, wait a minute. So a lot of times we end up entertaining it because we feel justified to entertain it because somebody else brought it up. But you can still be in violation of what God tells you to leave it alone. Even though they bring it up, it still takes you to participate in the entertainment. You don't have to respond. You don't have to RSVP of invitation. If I don't respond, that means I ain't coming. Go back, boy. You can invite me all day. But unless I respond, I ain't coming. My response communicates to you that I'm coming. If I don't respond, that means I ain't coming. So you can stop inviting me. Come on. And 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 somebody may say, well, what does all this got to do with church of purpose? They got all that. Or what does all of this got to do with the church of purpose? <laughs> got a whole lot to do with purpose. All this was in purpose. I was just bringing it from a different aspect. Because again, it's the it's the temptation. It's the temptation that the angel of the house did not pass. There's no way Satan could have gotten a seat. Satan had to have Satan had to have approached the pastor first. Mm.
anybody that you come in cahoots with, one of y'all approach the other with a proposition. You don't want to talk now. No, you don't. They don't want to admit that. Oh, good. No, 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 no. Get away from that, Pastor. No, I ain't either. Huh? Going good on you. No, I ain't either. Stay right here. Somebody had to approach with a proposal. Proposition. An idea. That's what Satan did. He came to the pastor with an idea to bless the church. Well, y'all ain't saying that. What, what Satan did, I'm going to tell you what he did. I'm going to tell you what he did. He came in and he found out what the vision of the church was. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. See, y'all don't want no real teaching. He, what he did, he came in as a visitor first. And then he kept coming. Kept coming. Watch this. And while he was coming, he was paying attention to the needs of the church. So the whole, the whole purpose of Satan coming to the ministry was to learn of the needs of the church. What does the church need? <laughs> Y'all just said that. I'm, I'm telling the truth. I'm in the book. I'm in the book because there's no way in the world you're just going to just walk in and get a seat. No, right. you, 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 watch this. You earned that seat. That's right. That's right. So you, you, you can have an arterial motive and earn right. a seat. Earn. See, see, it ain't hard to do in church today because we ain't got no standard. You know, most churches ain't got no standard. So you can earn, you can, you can earn your way in as if you sincere. Satan said, hmm, I noticed that uh, certain people ain't faithful to the church. I'll start being faithful. Right. Satan start being more faithful than the members. Alright. Nah, y'all don't like it. You don't like it. See, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking about reality. I'm talking about truth. You know, you know, oh I know that. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I noticed uh, they not as, they not consistent on their posts over there. Say, <laughs> say, so let me write that down. Uh, who who's supposed to be um, in charge of that? Oh, that's brother so and so. That's sister so and so's ministry. Well, where they at? And he records. He noticed people who can't take nothing in the church. Man, they easily offended. Well, they ain't no threat to me. <laughs> wow. Boys, we move up real easy in this church. 
Because either, 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 either people are sensitive or they ain't faithful. Y'all don't like this teaching. Y'all don't like this teaching. Y'all don't like the teaching. Oh. Well, it's funny because, you know, ain't too many of them praying either because ain't nobody deserting me yet. Amen. Why y'all getting mad at me? Why y'all getting mad at me? Ain't nobody deserting me yet. Now, I'm, I'm safe. And ain't nobody deserving me yet. Do they got the Holy Ghost? Let me write that down. Why y'all lying? <laughs> See, th this is the process of him slipping his way to his seat. To the seat he wanted. <laughs> Which means he was cooperative in sitting where he was seated Amen. until he got the seat he wanted. Amen. Amen. So he didn't mind which seat the usher ushered him to. Right. Wait a minute, ushers. Right. Do you not deserve who you see? Right. See, all this was going on in the church of doctrine. Right. This is why I believe. If you got an attitude, you don't need to usher that day. If you in, if you in the wrong spirit, you don't need to usher that day. Cause, 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 watch this. You will be in position, but you won't be on post. Because you can be in position, let me explain the difference, and not be on post because you lack awareness. Because if you are not being uh, spiritual because you are bound by attitude, an argument you had before you left home, go bastard. You ain't in the right mood. You won't be on post that day because you're not going to be in tune to the spirit. You'll just be in position but not on post. And Satan can discern that. Satan said, "Wow, you, you, you don't. Do you do you have any idea who you ushering in?" And so he he says, "Well, the usher puts it. He's very cooperative. Thank you. Do you have a program?" He's very respectful. The Bible says he, he had the ability to transform himself into an angel of light. So right. Satan is very amenable. He, he knows how to talk and sound respectful and amenable. He knows how to present himself to be friendly and polite. And, and he knows how to he knows how to conduct himself like a professional. <laughs> I mean he's he, he's no he's no rookie now. He's he, he's no dumb dumb. And we sit there we acting, we acting, and he, he see you having your little pity party, your little, your little hissy fits, and say so, whoa, I ain't gotta worry about him. I ain't gotta worry about her. You move up another row. He come to church, man, well, 
Well, I'm gonna focus with him on Sunday. They ain't here on Wednesday. Oh, I'll keep coming. And then he move. See, he can move up because there ain't nobody sitting on the road. See, and what we don't realize as congregants, you make the devil's job easy when you ain't in place. Well, I ain't going to come every time the door is open. The devil will. See, y'all don't like that. Y'all don't like that. Satan see you coming in when you don't want to come. You dragging in. Come late, leave early. He see that. And he said, that's a man, they ain't dedicated. They ain't committed. Hmm. Write that down. And so everything that he sees that's lacking, he becomes. Faithful, dedicated, giver, oh. Supporter. Preach, pastor, go preach somewhere. We ain't going. Say, say. Non-supportive. The pastor don't ask for much. They can't go to see him. They can't go to support him to preach. I'll go. And then we want to be the first one to jump to the defense of the pastor if this looks like a potential threat against the pastor. You want to show up now. But had you been in place, Satan could not have gotten that close to even strike as a potential threat. Why y'all so quiet? See, see talk about this, now you now you want to address the devil. You wouldn't have had to address him if you would have been in your place, because he wouldn't have been able to come near him. Come now. See? Well, I just didn't feel like it. Well, guess what? Say, say you ain't got to feel like it. Stay home. Watch it live. I'll come to church. I'm showing you how he get in. How he get how he get by all these members. And yet we jump, we shout, we hook them up, we speak in tongues, Shonda Honda, we Hickam Messiah, we prophesy. How the devil get by all these members? That's a good question, Saints. How did the devil get through Amen. all the members at purpose? Amen. How he get through members here? Amen. Good. No, you know what it is? We so busy cutting our eye at each other. Amen. Right. Uh -huh. We so busy side-eyeing each other. Right. We so busy trying to pinpoint who's the problem of the ministry and why don't they leave? Why don't you leave with them? Right. Not at all. 
If you talking about, if you've ever, let me go ahead and confront this demon. If you've ever said that belonging to this church about anybody, you need to leave too. Because first of all, this ain't your church. You don't dictate who come here and who don't. And it ain't your job to make it unpleasant to anybody to force them to leave. Because you don't want to die in order to love people unconditionally. Two claps. That's a shame. Huh? We, some of you are guilty of that. You're guilty. Mean to people. Roll your eyes. Don't talk to people. Don't speak. Hello? Hello? Now, you can't deny it because I see you do it. Now, you're going to call me a liar because I know what I see. Well, you, yeah, we holler, we shout, we holler, glory, hey, hey, speak in tongue, do all this stuff we do, but we ain't nice. We're not nice. We're not nice. That's how the devil get in. Devil sit back and watch you. Oh, she rolled her eyes when so-and-so was praising God. Let me write that down. So I will always keep something going between them two. Let me write that down. <laughs> I will always pit him against him. Because it seems like it's a little tension between them. Let me write that down. See, we are so we are so open with outer orderness that we play right into the hand of the enemy. The enemy uses against us what should be working for us. Because we won't do it God's way. We stuck in our way, stuck in our feelings. Stuck in our mindset, stuck in the old way. Come on. That's what we do. And the devil sit there and see it. And he said, okay. Hmm. Yeah, well, man, this ain't going to be hard to get the seat I want. Who can the pastor depend on? Because everybody I've seen ain't faithful. They always hollering they tired. Pastor ain't tired. He do a whole lot. See, the devil, let me tell y'all something. You don't think the devil see how faithful your pastor is? Amen. And he see how unfaithful some of you be? Amen. You don't think the devil see that? Amen. You don't think the devil see that? That, that some of us can't be counted on? Because we are not faithful in order to be dependent upon we come when it's convenient. We come when we want them. And when we don't feel like it, we ain't coming. He ain't dependable. And the devil sit back and say, man, who do the pastor really got to depend on? Everybody want to shine when it's time for them to get up front. But where they at when they ain't got the mic? The devil looking at all of that. The devil saw all, 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 all the folk that showed up for anniversary. He said, where they be at during the year? You know that the devil sit there and see that? And yet he know where y'all be when you ain't here. 
from a symptom attack. Come on. And when we, when we give in to the symptom attack, we convince ourselves and our minds that we have the condition. So now I'm justified to stay home. Okay. <laughs> you, you got distracted by a symptom and you stayed at home because you believed and convinced yourself you had a condition. Boy, that's good. Oh, that's good. I don't have enough gas. I ain't going. So-and-so invited me to their house. They having a cookout. I ain't, uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I ain't gonna, Pastor, I can't go with you. I can't go with you when you go to preach because um, I've been invited to a prior engagement. And then you going over there with some unsaved folks to a cookout. And that's your prior engagement. And then they turn around and blast you on Facebook. They playing ungodly gospel, ungodly music. It ain't gospel. And all of y'all up there getting down and boogie. And you missed, you missed the service because you had to go boogie. You don't think the devil see that? You don't think the devil see that God make ways for you and then you turn around and give God half faithfulness? Heal your body, keep you healed, bless you with jobs, give you cars, give you a place to stay, and then you stay more at the house than you, okay. You spend more time on the job than you, okay. God give you transportation and you ride right by here, okay. And you can go everywhere else but where you need to go when you need to be there. You don't think the devil sit back and keep notes? He taking notes. And you wonder how he got a seat in the church of purpose. He got a seat because there were so many seats vacant by people that should have been in them. And he was able to move up, hallelujah, because so many people was choosing to step back. It's true. It's true. Are y'all listening to me? It's true. I don't want to deal with I don't want to deal with that right now. They would say, I don't fault you, I don't blame you. Step back. You ain't got to. Take a break. <laughs> and all the while, he plot how he gonna move up, move up, move up. And he done finally, finally got to his seat. He is the assistant to the pastor. How did he get by all the people from the back of the church to the front? You don't want to see. So you don't want to talk about that. No, no, you don't want to talk about it. No, you don't. 
Now you know, Jesus said, I know what Satan's seed is. We, we, we about to shut it down. I know what Satan's seed is. I know what Satan sits. I know exactly the seat he sit in every Sunday. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. And, and, he, and it had to, it had to have been close to the pastor. Because the pastor is allowing him to sit in this seat. He got some say now. He got some influence. He got a vote. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. He doesn't he doesn't develop a level of trust from the pastor. Since ain't nobody else around, who can the pastor confine in? So he made himself available. He said, he said, he said, he said, Pastor, you, you can't depend on nobody. You can't depend on them. You can't depend on her. You can't depend on him. Pastor, Pastor, look around. Now he's starting to sow seeds into the mind of the pastor. Pastor, look around. Where they at? How does that make you feel? Don't that hurt your feelings? I can't get my head. When you always there for them, they ain't never there for you. Don't look at, just look around, Pastor. Where, where your men at? Hallelujah. Where are all the men at? Where are the women at? Where, where are all your leaders at? Why they don't want to come to church? Okay. What you got them in leadership for? They ain't going to be faithful. You need to get rid of them. See, he's speaking in his See, he's there. He's giving advice. He's becoming a counselor to the angel of the house. He's not just being a counselor, but a comforter. This is how the pastor ended up sleeping with him. I mean, excuse me. Ended up, this is how the pastor ended up cheating on his wife with, her, with him. And, and she cheating on her husband with him. Because, because see, don't nobody understand you. Don't nobody feel you. I feel you. See, I deserve Didn't I not text you the other day? Didn't I tell you, I mean, you've been in my spirit. Did your wife tell you that? Because he recorded me, you understand that? He watching how they interact at church, you understand that? He, he watching that, he watching that. Mm, mm, mm. I saw her roll her eyes at you. I'm gonna put that down, because I'm gonna bring that to his attention the next time I get in his presence. I don't think she loved you. You need somebody that's gonna. You need somebody that's gonna carry you. you see, you carrying too much, Pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. You carrying everybody else. Who carrying you? See, y'all don't want to be real. I, I, I need some real folk in here. Yeah, I'm talking to somebody because this stuff is real. It's happening. This is how angels of the churches are falling. This is how Satan is getting seats. Because the ultimate goal of the devil is not just to be sitting beside the pastor. He wants the pastor seat. He wants the main seat. And he will sit in the seat that is next to the main seat as long as he can remain in position in order to gain the main seat. He wants to be the pastor. And it's happened. Look around. All we've been seeing for the last two, three years is Pergamus churches exposed. 
We've been seeing Pergamos pastors. Pergamos pastors being caught up in scandals. Pergamos pastors' wives. Pergamos churches being exposed. Because it all started when Satan was issued a seed. All of this conflict, all of this division, all of this exposure, all of this scandal, all of this heartbreak, look at all the people who are disappointed, hurt. And it all stemmed from a seat. Satan created all of this from a seat. And people think they can't figure out why there's so much fighting as it relates to a politicians fighting over a seat. Throwing mud on each other. Throwing, throwing slang at each other. Look at the commercials. Those commercials are slangs, mud slanging. They are fighting over a seat. Good God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hey, Jesus, who going to sit on your left? Who going to sit on your right? Jesus said, hallelujah to God. It ain't mine to give. It's my Father. He determines who sit where. Now, if you were looking for me to show favoritism, sons of Zebedee, glory. That was the work and the act of what? Politics. Going on in the church, right there in the cabinet of the disciples. That was going on right there in the company of the Christ. Right there, they was fighting over a seat. Jesus said, you got this whole world to go preach to, and you up here fighting over a seat. Look at all this work out here. Woo! Look at all this work out here. Look at all these blinded eyes that need to be opened. Look at all these lame people that can't walk. Look at all these deaf people that can't hear. Look at all these lost sheep that are not of the fold yet. You, 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 you got all of this work to do, and, and, and all you can think about is a seat. He said, the harvest is plenty, yes, but the labors are few. Yeah. You know why? Because we got more people yeah. looking for a seat That's right. That's right. than are looking for an opportunity to serve. This world is full of opportunity to serve. Yeah. And we hanging around the house for a seat. Who's next? Who's past the right hand? Who's the left hand? Who's next? Who you think is next? And all that work need to be done. All these souls need to be saved. All them people laying up in the cone hospital in Western Long 
and, and, and you, you, you ain't got time to go over there and pray for nobody, but you so busy hanging around waiting on a, uh, a seat. Jesus said, all these folk follow me for fishes and loaves. They just want a seat in the restaurant of miracles. That's all they want. They want some bread. I am the bread. But they don't want the bread that they will never hunger again. They want bread that in a couple of hours they're going to have to go and get some more. Now, they're going to turn down the lemon bread and they want this temporary bread. That bread, if you let it sit too long, it's going to mold. Jesus never molds. Jesus, y'all excuse me, but this thing, this thing hit me. Jesus never grow stale. Jesus never spoil. Hallelujah. You don't get food poisoning when you eat of the living bread. Hallelujah. He said, if you're drinking this water, hallelujah, this water right here, you will never thirst again. But that other water, you have to keep coming back and keep dipping out the well. But I'll be a well of water. In the everlasting life. And out of your bellies, I'll flow. I'll cause rivers of living water to flow. But you so concerned about a seat that you missing out on living water and living bread. You missing out on opportunities to, 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 to carry the gospel, to preach the good news. Look at all the people that are in captivity around you, on your job, family, neighbors, co-workers, and you worried about a seat? You see, you see, you see what the enemy has used? To, to, to cripple people. Got them focusing on a seat, a chair, guys, ladies and gentlemen. A chair, a chair, a chair, a chair. You know what a chair is good for? For you to just sit down, to sit down. So that means if you after a seat, you just want to sit down. Give orders. Instruct. Dictate. Supervise, okay. Oversee. You gotta be careful with that. So most of the time what we see overseers doing. They ain't serving. They being served. They got what they wanted. A seat. A jurisdiction. A group of churches. That's what they want. Everybody pay tithe to me. Pay pay tithe to me. Bless me. Sow unto me. Watch this. Sow unto my seat. Give to my seat. Feed my seat. It's a chair, man. It's a chair. Satan wants the main seat. He wants the pastor seat. 
but he can't get the pastor seat till he get to the pastor. He got to win the pastor in order to get his seat. And that's what Jesus was trying to tell the angels of the church. The angel of the church of Pergamos. He said, hey, this letter is to wake you up. This letter is to wise you up. This letter is to show you that who you confide in is the devil. The person you have just given authority to, a seat to, you just ordained the devil. You just made the devil the assistant pastor. You just gave the devil access to the congregation when you go on vacation. When you when you when you take a Sunday off. You just announced to the congregation, if I'm absent, the devil is in charge. I want y'all to think about that. This is serious teaching right here. The devil is in charge when I ain't here. Ain't that something? Now when you hear it, when you sit here and hear it, it's an eye-opener. And we done shouted over this. We done heard all kinds of sermons and teachings about it. And, and they just skip right through it. You know, they always cut to the chase and go to the Philadelphia church. Church of brotherly love. We don't, we don't really deal with all of this that's going on. And yet we're living in, the, we're living in its reality right now. It's very few churches. Very few that's doing it right. Can I say it again? Very few. Most of the churches that you see today, they compromise in some way. Because it's too much that's promoting them than it is that's promoting him. And when you are promoting you more than him, you ain't doing it right. It's upon this rock I build my church, Jesus said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It ain't upon this, it ain't upon this church you build your church. It ain't upon your image. It ain't upon your marketing tools. It ain't upon uh, how many members you got, how many services you pushing. I mean, all of that's great if it's for God. But if it ain't for God, that's all about it. people just coming to hear you. So now you got to ask yourself, who are they really coming to hear? Who's behind your preaching? Your sidekick. The one that has a seat. That's why we should never cut our eye at nobody. I'm talking to y'all. Old ones too. Old it's really them old ones that are doing it. It ain't a lot of y'all young ones. It's these old ones in here that's rolling their eyes and cutting their eyes. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. 
you're more closer to the grave than the rest of us. It's the truth in the house. It's a sin for you to be set your way as close as you are to the judgment seat. We all are close, but if you in your 70s and 80s, 60s and 70s and 80s, you close. You, you can't afford to be mean and nasty and rude and judgmental and rolling your eyes. The more, the, more, the more eyes will get stuck. You need your eyes. You get up in age, I know I need mine. We got to do better, church. We just got to do better, man. People, people hearts are not for God no more. And I, I'm here to tell you, it's kind of hard for your heart to turn from God that fast. It's never been. There's no way in the world you can be that caught up in you. What example are we setting for our young people? That's why they come to church slacking, lazy, late, don't want to participate, sit in church with their arms folded like God ain't done nothing for them. You know why? Because they ain't seeing no example. Man, we didn't do that. I don't, I don't understand this generation. We didn't do that. We, we were taught to participate. You come to church, you come to church. You look like you come to church. Man, we come to church dirty, got clothes and won't put them on, and want to be out front. No, they taught us if you're going to be serving out front, you need to dress the part. You ain't going to be up leading no praise and worship with no tight pants or sweatpants or come on here. You 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 look presentable. Look at look at the contemporary church now. They got on holy jeans, flip flops. Yeah, baseball cap of leading worship. We ain't got no respect, man. None. Satan, Satan got a seat. He done been watering down. You know that's too much. You want people to come to your church, you got to, you got to tone it down. You got to, you got to make it more comfortable for people. They ain't gonna come uh, if you, if you just let them lay their hand. Put a coffee machine out there in the front, uh, a cappuccino machine, and put some, uh, put some, put some bagels out there, and put, put some danishes, and let them eat. You know, cause the children get hungry. Well, get them up and feed them breakfast. This ain't no coffee shop. This ain't this ain't Starbucks Cathedral, huh? Make you some coffee at the house. Stop, get you a cup on the way to church and drink it and leave it in the car. Be bringing your food up in here. This ain't no cafeteria. You eat outside the car. They ain't gonna come to that church because they got order in it, got structure. Now how that look, you got people coming through the door and when they come to the door, they see you out there eating. That's right. What kind of church is this? But that's how, that's what they're doing. You come in the door, 
You got cafeteria, you got booths, coffee tables, you got a lounge. Most people don't even come in the sanctuary because they lounging in the lounge. And we make it so because they got flat screens and TVs in the lounge. So you don't want to come in the sanctuary, you can watch the service out in the lounge. Well, they ain't paying attention to the sermon because they out there job jacking. They out there texting. They out there eating. It's the truth. Joe was just scared to teach it, preach it. That's the truth. Yeah, and, and yeah, they make, they trying to make the people that are doing it right make them feel like they are not evolving. They are not changing with the times. You're being left behind. Just certain fish you ain't gonna catch. Cause you need to change your bait. You need to change your bait. See, this is why we this is why we growing. This is why we mega. We ain't but three years old. We got more members, we ain't more members than y'all got. How long y'all been pastoring? It's true, it's true. It's, it's the truth, it's what you hear. Because because what they've done, they have changed the blueprint of the church to fit the comfortability and the convenience of the people. So it ain't about what Jesus wants, it's about what the people want. Give the people what they want. Like the old, old movie, if you build it, they'll come. <laughs> and the light's getting darker and darker darker, like a movie theater, getting darker and darker. And we looking more and more like the world, and the world, and the world. I promise you this, you mark it down. There's going to come a time when any and everything that man has built to try to counterfeit what God Intended is coming down. Yeah. I, you mark it down, man. You mark it down. Gonna be a whole lot of evictions, not by the city, but by the kingdom. Watch. And and those that are doing it right, keep on doing it right. Don't get distracted by what everybody else is doing. It looks tempting, but don't touch. It looks tempting, but don't touch. Keep on doing what God said. And don't let nobody cause you to doubt that God called you. Because they trying to define you by numbers. By size. Oh yeah. No, it's, 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 it's endurance. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a bunch of folks, but how long are you going to last? Right. 
And it ain't how many you can count. It's how many you can count on. Yeah, you got five other people. You ain't got a, you ain't got a, you ain't got a thirty. That's the core. The majority of them folk are Sunday only. I tell you all the time, your Bible study tells you your core. Sunday morning they roll in deep. Come to Wednesday night. Ride by the same building. Midweek service. Part a lot pack on Sunday. Right by during the week. <laughs> look at it. I'm serious. Look at if you look on TV. Look at most of those mega churches. You can tell. You can tell which which day that pastor teach. You can tell us a Bible study. You can tell the difference was on Sunday morning or Bible study night because you can look at the people. <laughs> Everybody sitting in one section. Big as that sanctuary is. Got everybody on here on the east wing. <laughs> or they're using the they're using the the, the conference room in there or whatever they use. Because there ain't enough people using sanctuary. I mean, you burn it all up like, come on down the hall. Room 105. Room 105 can sit about 200 people. Come on in here. Out of thousands. You got 200 people showing about us there. That's your court. Same as giving. Everybody ain't giving. They giving, but they not they not tithing. They not giving according to what God requires. They giving a bunch of dollars, five dollars. They ain't giving. It just and that's a proven fact. Ten, eleven percent is what carrying the church. Everybody else going for the ride. And I closed it, and the devil see all of that. He taking notes. How we how we do. And then he also take notes when the pastor corrects people and how they get mad, swell up, rebel, how they go home and mumble and talk to themselves in the kitchen. Oh yeah. Driving down the road, that was that was taking notes. It's true. See, you don't you don't think about it. You just do it, and you and you don't realize the devil sitting there listening to you, taking notes, and he got demons that he assigned. He said they upset. Go with them. What do you do? They're mad. They didn't like that. Follow them home. You sit down. Because you think you're in the company of your own house. You say whatever you want. And ain't nobody here. They can't hear me. That demon sit down. Taking notes. See, see, I'm, 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 I want you to think. I, I, I want you, I want you to take this back home with you and let it minister to you when you, when you leave this building. Cause see, if you leave here with nothing, I haven't done my job. If you can walk out of here 
and nothing go with you and you don't meditate and it don't minister to you after the mic is off and the lights are out and the doors are locked. I didn't do my job. So you need, everything gonna make you shout, make you jump, make you holler. You need something that's gonna make you think. That's gonna, that's gonna cause you to take inventory and say, hey, have I been assisting the devil in any way? You ain't got to throw a grenade in somebody's window to assist the devil. You ain't got to shoot nobody to assist the devil. It's what, it's what you don't do that is required of you to do. See, sin of, sin of omission is assisting the devil. <laughs> not just sin of commission. It's not always what you commit. It's sometimes what you omit. You fail to do, that you are able to do, that you are required to do, but you choose not to do. You assist the devil. I ain't going to forgive him. You're assisting the devil. I ain't praying for her. You're assisting the devil. I ain't speaking to him first. You're assisting the devil. Better not ask me for nothing else. You're assisting the devil. I know y'all don't like it. I'm gonna tell her by herself. You're assisting the devil. You wait till I see him. I'm gonna get him straight. You're assisting the devil. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got to swallow. That don't know where you're gonna help you. Just, just chew it. Just chew it a little longer. <laughs> it's bitter. Keep chewing. It help. Trust me. Anything that's good for you ain't gonna, ain't gonna be sweet. <laughs> it's that sweet stuff that gets you sick. Y'all get a word. Amen. 